Radio Free Cybertron. Transformers. Rewind. This week on Transformers Rewind, it's Optimal Situation. As a time storm ravages reality, Megatron gloats to the fading Maximals, since his attack on Optimus Prime ensures that the Autobots lose to the Decepticons, resulting in the Predacons having control of Cybertron. Black Arachnia uses the information from the Golden Disk to activate Teletran 1's security system, forcing Megatron out of the Ark. Black Arachnia and Silverbolt activate the Ark's repair system to help stabilize Optimus Prime's condition. But the Autobot leader is still dying, and reality is still in flux. The other Maximals arrive, and upon seeing Prime, realize that they must save him. That's just prime. Believing there's no other choice, Optimus Primal merges his spark with primes to save it. The merging of the two sparks results in the creation of Optimal Optimus, an upgraded form of Optimus Primal. Do you understand? Take it outside! Rhinox, keep those repairs going. Ah, I see we have a new Optimal Optimus to deal with, and carrying Prime Spark as well. Congratulations, Maximals. You shall have the honor of becoming the first Cybertronian fossils. Outside, Waspinator provides cover fire by shooting the rocks above the Ark. The Predacons destroy the cave entrance and flee. But Megatron notices a trapped black arachnia. What did you expect, you metal megalomaniac? What, that I would die for your insane ambition? Enraged by her betrayal, Megatron shoots her. There will be no more betrayals. Black arachnia? Black arachnia. Dark poison of my heart, abide with me yet a while. You got away with words, Rover. You almost make me wish I was a better girl. But you are, for at the last moment you made a stand against evil. 
Duh, I was saving my own shell. And with it, the universe. And me. Knowing that they are heading for the unprotected Axelon, Primal and Cheetor race off. Primal and Cheetor manage to down Megatron, Inferno, and Waspinator, but Primal discovers that Rampage and the Arachnoids are literally trying to drag the base away. manages to sever the lines and dispatch Rampage, but not before Rampage fires a missile which deflects off Primal and hits the Axelon. Through the explosion, the Axelon plummets into the river. restore the spark and life of Optimus Prime, Optimus Prime will return to the Ark. With no place to call home, the Maximals fortify the Ark and move in. We're moving in. Okay, so Optimal Situation marks for me like the high point of my fervor as a Transformers fan. It's like I first started watching Transformers, a, a Beast, Beast Wars, pardon me, around the time, uh, like midway through season two. And by the end of Agenda Part 3, I about shit my pants. And I waited for so long for this episode to come through. And I don't think I've ever been happier more satisfied and more energized as a Transformers fan is when this episode first debuted. What do you guys, what about you guys? What, we, what does this episode hold for you? I love this episode. It's not the best episode by any stretch, but I, I loves it so much. I have like two, two thoughts about it in the sense that I totally agree with like where you're at. So like at the time, that I watched it, you know, it was, yeah, it was totally like, oh man, we're really here. We're really bridging that gap between, you know, generation one and, and beast wars. And, you know, this is really a thing now. And, and, you know, we have this, now the universe feels larger and more connected. And I rewatching it, I could only think, wow, this is a huge send up. And <laughs> this this episode has like very little substance and is all just reference and sort of cheeky. Buy the new toy. Exactly. It's like this is a new toy, here's a new toy, and you know, you should really get this. You know, I, I think I even tweeted or or texted to Brian last night when I was watching it. It was like Optimal Optimus, available in stores now. Because this is I mean, it was totally that. But but it wasn't just that. It was like all of the Transformers references that were made, all of the Generation 1 references that were made. Um, and it just seems completely devoid. Just, and so many little things that are just odd, like, you know, Prime, Optimal Optimus, like, running off with Prime Spark, you know, yeah. to go into battle. Like, that's okay. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I don't know. It's... it's 
for me, um, maybe maybe Adam, maybe this will have been the same experience that Adam had, but this episode was actually, living in the UK, this was my white whale, actually, of Beast Wars. Because we had the show on, uh, on it was only shown on holidays, uh, so we didn't have a regular time slot for it at all. We made it through uh, about half of season one, then jumped directly to other voices. Other voices? Other visits? Other voices. Oh, the, the finale, the season one finale. Um, uh, so we missed all the second half of season one, introduction of Airazor, Inferno, stuff like that, all that. Um, and then we got all of season two shown. And then they never showed any more episodes on television after season two. So we got left with the agenda cliffhanger. Now, it had mm-hmm. been chopped to bits by this stage. It was a real mess in airing. And um, fortunately enough for me, uh, Adam would have had this experience, but uh, an Irish television network did pick up Beast Wars and did show the entire first series. So I did get to see all of that. Um but I never saw season three until they finally brought out VHSs. Yes, VHS. <laughs> this is the era we're living in here. Four VHS tapes with three episodes apiece. Now that's 12, if you do your maths. And how many episodes were there in season three? There were 13. What one episode did they not include in any of the four episodes? Four VHS tips? Wow. The situation was only released as a volume <laughs> zero VHS cassette available only through Toys R Us's, the nearest one of which to me was two hours away, uh, with certain purchases. Oh, I wow. did not see Optimal Situation until a DVD of a random selection of Beast Wars Season 2 and 3 episodes was released in the UK around 2001. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but I mean, I knew what happened in it because I had the internet. <laughs> but, um, so you can't uh, wait all that time for that and then have optimal situation presented to you. <laughs> <laughs> Was it the same way for you, Adam? Were you able to get it? Uh, I didn't see any of them until it's called Music Zone decided to start stocking this, this strange hybrid DVD that had a smattering of episodes from all over the place. And I was a bit confused. With Optimus Primal on the cover. Because all I'd ever seen is the majority of season one, but half of season two, and then this. And so I was sitting here just going, what the hell is going on in this series? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I just thought he was stuck in a great big pod, being thrown into space. He doesn't look a lot like a sort of reboot. What's with this new body? What's going on? What the series refused to living hell out of me up until about 2004, where I actually managed to get to watch the entire thing. Most people oh. in the UK felt abused by Beast Wars. <laughs> abused isn't the term. What's that? You're a Charles Thomas fan? Then please bend over. It'll take <laughs> yeah. some time. I, I really, I really wish they'd gone in the direction for season three that Bob and Larry wanted to go in, like with uh, the the um, seekers playing a part and all of that. That would have been crazy. And it would no, have. I, I would never have wanted that. You well, know? we were trapped after the agenda. All the G one, we were all pundits like yes, yes. Wars is for G one. But it's like ret, like looking back on it retroactively. Well, to be honest, it probably wouldn't have hurt season three because season three is easily the weakest season yes. in the Beast Wars and has a lot of problems. But 
and, and it, prob- it probably would have made it better in the sense that, like, all of us would have been thrust the round into oh, best thing ever. But like, in retrospect, we probably wouldn't have thought that much of. It. But I think that was just Simon Furman's idea for the Nemesis two-parter, rather than anything. Bob oh, was right. it? Was it okay? Yeah. I could I could see Furman doing that. You know, the the thing that always struck me about this episode is that the time stream gets disrupted because Megatron annihilates Optimus Prime's head. And somehow, <laughs> using four million year old technology, they're able to fix that. But using two thousand five technology, they couldn't like save him with a shot being like just like through his chest. You know, using twenty twelve technology, we would like three D printed him a new head and like hit the reset well, button. Clearly, Brian, his spark was wounded and dying in in the film. And in the cartoon, his spark was healthy, and it was just his body that needed repairs. <laughs> I think this is a, another testament of where, like, how the fandom has changed and grown over time. Where a perfect example, again, something else I mentioned to Brian was, you know, at the time when the whole, uh, you know, how much of a of confusion was there initially, and then resolution when. You know, Primal goes in and takes what looks like the matrix of leadership out of Prime's chest and pulls Prime's spark out of it and then takes it in. And we get the explanation, well, that was just his spark container that was on top of the real matrix. And we all went, oh, okay, okay, that's cool, all right. Whereas now, like, if that happened, like, there would be like, oh, my God, this is so awful. They don't know what the hell they're doing. Complete yeah. disgrace, total slap in the face. Oh, it was, it was the same way back then. There was some of that. I'm not saying there wasn't, but there was a lot more forgiveness. We were just and, hungry back then for this stuff. It's, but that's what I'm saying and that's what's changed a little bit with like in terms of the fandom and I think this is this episode can be a testament of that where it's like so much of this stuff is send up and yet not, you know, it's not all done in like a way that makes sense. It's just like there was enough reference and we were so hungry for it that we just ate it up. And that's why I'm saying now watching it I'm like, wow, this is kind of lame really <laughs> it is a totally different time like we get references i think and and i'm not holding it against it really although i well i guess i kind of am animated kind of killed references in transformers television yeah it took it to the total limit and yeah. now it, and now you just can't really do it anymore because animated just overegged the pudding and I don't think it was really to the detriment of the show, but I'll be honest, by the end of season three of Animated, I was getting pretty sick of giant crowd scenes containing cameo appearances by animated versions of G1 characters. Yeah, but you had to write about those, so that's a little bit... <laughs> <laughs> we just got to enjoy it. You had to write entire wiki posts about it. <laughs> yeah. And to be held up, I mean, the same though, is like, a mistake like that wouldn't happen today either yeah yeah people know trans g1 g like we've got the fans of the brand working to create these things now at this stage where in boost wars we didn't yet yeah all toys transformers was the source of information for most of that stuff and mm-hmm. benny and people who you know supported hey uh rob you jo- you got into beast wars later right 
Yeah, I, I actually saw this one when it aired, and as not being into Beast Wars at the time, it's like, uh, you know, it was kind of neat because of all the, you know, G1 references and such, and it pulled me into a certain extent like I think it was supposed to do. In retrospect, this is actually right where I left off with Beast Wars last time. I have not watched Season 3 yet, so this is uh, pretty much uh, where I left off, and it's... You know, I, I have two thoughts at this stage, which is one, as you know, it works pretty well as a, as a season opener and a resolution, but as an episode of Beast Wars, it's not the strongest. Uh, you know, in the context of the series that came before it, I actually like it less than I did as a standalone. Um, my other thought is that Transformers Prime is going to be coming back and having to do something very much like this this season, and it's going to take them five episodes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 Rob, 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 Rob. So uh, if you, you've not watched season three, you said it. No, not Okay, yet. make a point to watch it, and like in April, when we, uh, we'll do another one of these, and we can do that Dark Glass episode, like at the beginning of the month. Okay. That would be great. I will do that. That would be great. So, I, uh, I mean, actually, when, in the greater context of Season 3, optimal situation is kind of symptomatic of a lot of the problems of Season 3, because it is really all about selling the new toy. And Beast Wars was never really like that. To this extent, you know, season one happens, you get the new characters in the stasis pods, they get an episode, they're in- integrated into the main show, and that's it, you know. Then season two, all the new toys got out of the way in the first three-parter, essentially, and then Rampage comes in later, and that's it. I, I, I did a mental count last night when I was watching this, and I realized, like, fully half... Well, there's 13 episodes, and seven of them in season three, more than half, are dedicated to introducing oh, yeah. new characters and toys mm-hmm. in season three. Mm-hmm. And then the other six are... Um, well, two of them are dedicated to killing one of the new toys. <laughs> and, uh, and then the other ones are kind of throwaway stuff like, you know, changing of the guard where they go to get Sentinel out of the, the ocean and um, uh, the proving grounds. Uh, well, that's not really throwaway. And uh, to go with the flow, of course, is another big one too. Yeah, season three has has problems and selling new toys is one of them because it seems like they, they couldn't create a, a group origin for the Transmetal 2s the way they could for Transmetals and the introduction of Optimal Optimus is kind of symptomatic of that. And it's like they try to they sort of try to poke at it a bit when Rat Trap makes the crack about Optimus yeah. changing his bodies all the time and I'm like He's done it exactly the same number of times as the rest of you before. Now that's not really you a know, joke. I, I wish, you know, I yeah. wish, I wish it have been uh, instead of Optimus taking the Matrix himself, he'd have been like, you know, fuck it, Rhinox, you hold the Matrix for a while. Then we've got like a, you know, an optimal Rhinox, and that would have been great. Yeah, you know, I never got a new body the whole time. Not, not in the series, no. Not until <laughs> Beast Machines. Rhinox is entire for this episode. Rhinox is entirely confined to the arc, pushing buttons on a machine, and that's Rhinox's entire role in all of season three. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. I, is I, it wrong that the main thing I took away from this uh, episode? I love optimal Optimus being used as an insult. Yes. Yeah. 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 But it's you know, opt- ah, we see you have a new optimal Optimus now available in stores. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Way to get about saying that thing's name repeatedly. He says it like twice. Yeah, doesn't yeah he said it twice. Yeah. You know, the thing is, I, they don't really go into this so much, but it's kind of like escalation. It's kind of like um, the arms race because Optimal Optimus is so much bigger, so much more powerful, basically, than any other uh, Maximal or Predacon at that point. That, you know, it's if, if things had stayed where they were, it, Optimal Optimus probably could have just taken all of the. Predacons himself, and the whole thing could have just been done if the Transmetal 2 stuff didn't happen. 
Yeah, I mean, you look at where the series goes immediately following this. You get an episode introducing Depth Charge, and then after that, I think the, I think the next one is Cutting Edge with the Cyber Raptors. And what's the first thing that happens in that is that they they conk out Optimal Optimus with their Venom, so that he's slid out of the fight, yeah. so that stuff can actually happen. You know, mm-hmm. and then Transmetal Two start happening. 